that first moment when you see the power armor hanging on the power rack at the Red Rocket Dog Boner Inn or whatever gas station, the that first tone that they hit, like the boom, I almost happy cried. This is Polykill, where two men, outnumbered by their games and at war with time, undertake the quest of defeating their lengthy backlogs. Please adjust your seat and prepare your ears for the banter of your hosts, Jake and Travis. Welcome to Episode 7 of Polykill. This is a podcast where me and Travis just sit around and talk about all the games that are on our backlogs and the pile of shame that haunts us pretty much on a daily basis. Big piles of steaming shame. It's pretty bad. And it's only getting worse. Well, it got a little bit better before it got worse. Right. It we, did we, get a little bit better. We, we made, made some, some progress. progress. For sure. Yeah. For so sure. Uh, if you don't know, I uh, I tend to play newer games and tend to play the uh, new releases, maybe some early access stuff around uh, from time to time. Travis, you're a little bit of the opposite. I am a nostalgic gamer. I collect old games, so I play a lot of those. I'm very frugal and cheap, but here recently I've put a lot of um, a lot of time into some newer stuff, so I'm coming around. There you go. There you go. New and shiny. It's where it's at. That's right. If you like us, you can follow us on Twitter, at Polykill, which has been getting some traction lately, which is nice. It is. It is. Uh, individually, I'm at TravPlaysGames. And I am the McAxel, T-H-E-M-C-A-X-L. Threw you off. I normally do that, so I'm sorry. That's fine. Um, on Facebook, we are facebook.com forward slash polykillpodcast. And you can find us on howlongtobeat.com to make sure we're not lying to your face. I'm Trav17 there. And I am McAxel. That's right. Like us on iTunes as well. Yeah. Give us a little little thumbs up, a little five stars, a little comment, a little suggestion something i don't know yeah. anything we get is good so we love the belly rubs Sling and uh any any feedback is also great because uh you know wherever we can improve or um you know like to know what you like about it so there you go all right moving on enough of that stuff previously on polykill trav added legend of zelda 2 and beat Mega Man 3 what year is it and played Mario Maker and Bit Trip Runner. Jake added The Witcher 3 to his backlog, thus taking several years off his life. But he didn't complete Squat. He also played some Valiant Hearts, Sad, and some State of Decay, a little bit scary. In the spirit of Halloween, we talked about our favorite all-time horror and scary games, as well as mentioned the Friday the 13th Kickstarter campaign. Yeah, yeah, that, that made his funding. So, awesome. Yeah, I think it actually made the funding on Friday the 13th. So. Oh, that's stressful. Everything's coming up millhouse. Yeah. I Def- can't wait. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, I saw some uh <clears throat> some footage, I guess, of a pre alpha. Okay. Did you see that? No, I did not. Um it actually if you have the sound on and you can't see the video, it sounds like a really bizarre porno. Oh. It's just a lot of screaming and someone saying, Hurry up, he's right behind you. Um <laughs> mm. but it's you know, that is what it is. Uh eighties eighties thriller and I just saw the the guy was um, in the character of a chick. And she's running through the woods in the dark, and I think the people watching had the ability to move the camera wherever so they could kind of see everything that was going on, not just from the perspective of the guy that was playing it. Right, right. And I, it looks like Jason has the ability to morph a little bit. So, I mean, that's like, he's always walking. Right. But I think maybe the, the whoever is playing Jason has that, um, maybe it's a rechargeable ability to uh, warp 
you know, ahead of himself a little bit to catch up with them. Right, because he's always just walking. Right, he's, but always, he's always where you are. At yeah, the and same he's time. always right behind them. Yeah, and uh, it. Lo- I mean, it's pre-alpha, you can tell, but still, man, it has the makings of something really, really cool. So I'm excited about that. That is awesome. Very excited about that. So, speaking of backlog, that's what we're here for. What did you add to yours? Well, it was a little extensive. I'm not going to lie because. Uh, since we've recorded the last episode, we've crossed the threshold into a new month, which means new freebies from our uh, subscription services on uh, on Xbox as well as PlayStation for myself. Right. So I added a few. Now, I got a couple on PlayStation that I'm probably not going to play, to be honest. Um, one I was really excited about, but I tried to play it for a minute. I was like, hmm, this is not cutting it yet. And that's called uh, Dragon Fin Soup. So I'm... I'm interested in it because it's like a it's like a tactical RPG, um, so something along the lines of a Fire Emblem, but with a little bit of humor mixed in. Well, it's called Dragon Fin Soup, right? It's, I mean, it should be humorous. Yeah, um, like the the hero and that you play, she's like an alcoholic, and uh, I don't know. I, I really like the idea of it, but I just don't know if I'm going to play it because I wasn't I wasn't too crazy about it. Um, and Is it then, a Japanese? Uh, Game maker? No, no, it was Grim actually a, uh, um, I believe it was a uh, domestic to America. Yeah, Grim Brothers, yeah. Yeah, they were. It, uh, it just sounds so bizarre. I said it had, to, it has to be Japanese. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the, that's what they were going through is that, that thrill factor of something kind of bizarre. Um, I think it was crowdfunded, um, cause it definitely, like in terms of the menus and things like that, it doesn't look too pro. So it does look like, um, like maybe first time developer or, at least pretty young developer. Mm. Uh, and not knocking that, because I mean, that, that really means nothing and as long as the gameplay is good, but I just wasn't too crazy about the gameplay. Fair enough. Um, but there's a couple of others, but um, nothing worth going into right now. The big ones that I added, I guess, uh, I did, um, my buddy James and I, we uh, do this annual tradition where Target does the uh, buy two, get one free game. Which is a pretty sweet thing. It is, because what we do is we buy a multiplayer game a copy each, and then a single player game to share uh, as the freebie. So, That's like, good deal. Um, so this this time we both got uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Three, right? And then got uh, Arkham Knight to share. So, yeah, yeah that's what we did. It's and it makes it makes the because you get that on PlayStation. It makes it right somewhat comparable to the um, the deal of doing a, a system share right on Xbox, right? So I got those, and I'm pretty excited about that because I we we already played a little bit of Blops, which I'll talk to uh, in in a second. But man, I'm I'm enjoying that. Um, and I got Dirt Three, which was the um, backwards compatible Xbox 360 game for Xbox One. Um, looking forward to playing that because I love a good rally racer. Mm. Love them. Uh, and then uh, I guess the uh, Bohemoth Behemoth that is Fallout Four. And did you mention Numa? I didn't. Well, Okay, well, if you were going to, yeah, you might know more about it than me. I saw that it was free. It is free. What can you tell me about it? I don't know much about it. I don't really know a lot about the story. Uh, it sort of reveals itself sort of as you play it. So I'm two, three chapters in. I think I'm in the third chapter. It's a first-person puzzle game. It's very pretty. The world sort of builds itself around you in the beginning, and it's pretty neat. Um, but there's this like running voice, this narration and you can definitely tell that they're trying to go for um, maybe a bit, like, a bit Wheatley from Portal, Portal 2, maybe a bit of Guilty Spark 343 from Halo. Hmm. And um, it's just sort of this weird voice in your head that keeps talking. Um, maybe a little Thomas was alone. And then it's about being a god as you keep walking through this level. And he keeps referring to himself as a deity. 
and it tries to be humorous, so I haven't really chuckled at it yet. But it was a little bit of, maybe of a bastion kind of uh, constant narrative in a but humorous. Yeah, I mean in that in that term, yeah. Okay. I mean, the, the gameplay is nothing like that. Of but, course, yeah. But yeah, it, it could it could put you in mind of that. And uh, the puzzles are actually so far pretty simple. Mm. I imagine they'll get more complex. You, you were um, saying it's a easy uh, achievement easy. getter. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've played two levels and got two hundred gamer score out of it, so. It's yeah. pretty much a hundred per level, and there's six levels, and then there's like a couple of optional things. So, who have we become with these achievements? I, I don't man? know. I, I remember I when we know. first started talking about it on the episode, we we're like, you know, I'm not usually an achievement honor, but like ever since then, every episode that we've had, it's like, dude, you can get like a thousand on this game in two hours. Yeah, it's just like three hours of your time. Yeah, three hours of your time, and you get a thousand. Yeah. So that, I mean, it looks like it's going to be another one of those. Truthfully, it's one of those I'm going to beat and delete. And I'm not really seeing a trend that achievements are easier to get these days. In fact, I feel like a lot of them are harder, and, and sometimes in the sense that achievements now give you different point totals for for right. Mad Max, for example. There were a few things I got that were worth just like three points. I'd never seen anything worth just three gamer score points. Yeah, before. And, and oddly enough, if you look at my gamer score, it's like twenty one seven oh nine. I'm like. Yeah, it's weird. Cause where, where did I get that from? Was it like one of those Burger King games that I got <laughs> on Xbox 360 or something? I don't know where that odd I know, I, number. I, I guess there, I mean there's no rule that they have to go by fives and tens, but um, it just seems to make sense. Yeah, I don't know, but you know whatever. Yeah. Neither here nor there. Well, on my backlog, I too added Blops Three and a little bit of a backstory as to why. I have a buddy, uh, Chad, who uh, I don't know what Chad does. He's evidently coming to some money. Chad, if you're out there listening, I know you deal drugs. I know you deal drugs, and uh, I want in. But uh, he just got this nice new house, and he, uh, he he's you know nice, some nice stuff. And we helped him mount a TV. Uh, my, me and uh, my friend Josh helped him mount a TV, and I didn't really do anything. I just stood around and like handed people screws. Uh, I was just there for the ride, and uh, he, you know he thanked us and he said, "I'll buy you guys a game. Uh, what, what do you want?" And uh, I was like, "Well." First of all, Chad, you don't have to buy us a game, but if you do, <laughs> if you could get it digital for one of us, we'll both share it. There you go. And that'll save you some money, but please don't buy us a game. Wink, wink, wink. Please don't wink. But if you do, it's fine. Please. And uh, so he did. He, he got he, he got us uh, the third Blops, Call of Duty, Black Ops 3. Uh, I've not played it yet, mm-hmm. but I'm excited about it. Um, because it's gotten, it's met really high, you know, it's got... Great acclaim coming in, yeah, and uh, yeah. it's that's nothing new for a Call of Duty game. Um, a lot of times they do; they are met with resounding hype. Um, I think, and we've harped on it before. The biggest turnoff from the Call of Duty franchise is the player base. Yeah, but I mean, I'm just gonna be playing with my friends, so it doesn't matter. Exactly, it doesn't matter. So I'm excited about that. Uh, you led me to Prison Architect. I did. Um, you're over there sniffing the shaft of your mic. Nice. No, turning I, me I on. Was, I was. <laughs> <laughs> um, some Prison Architect, which, uh, how long was it before I realized that was the game you gave me? You, you, you sent me this mysterious code. Weeks. Yeah. It was weeks. Yeah. You, te- you like, try this code out. I was like, I, I don't, I don't do what everybody tells me to do, buddy. And, uh, so I ignored it. And then, uh, you mentioned it. And you're like, you said something. Because uh, I, I didn't know if it would, it would work. Right. Because I bought it for someone else. And then they, they, I don't know if they ticked me off or I, I don't remember. Right. But it was just like sitting in my humble library and I was like, you mentioned you wanted to play it. And yeah. I was like, maybe it'll work. And I was curious if it worked. I mean, like I wanted you to have it, but more, more than anything, I wanted to make sure it actually worked. Well, it worked, damn it, because, um, well, the reason I wanted to play it was I'm really big into, I guess those 
I guess you could maybe call it a god game in a sense. Yeah, in a way. Uh, almost. It, maybe sims- like a, a superintendent game in this case. Yeah. A foreman yeah. game. A warden. Um, yeah, it's... <clears throat> It's kind of weird because it's 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 one of those games that act as a time machine. It's like Civilization. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to play Civilization for ten minutes, and then suddenly it's Wednesday. Like where did the time go? <laughs> um, it, it's not quite like The Sims in that I don't have to micromanage every individual on there. But if I were if, when I played The Sims, I just built houses, and this is kind of what I feel like I'm doing in this. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, it's so much fun, and I'm not very good at it. Like every five minutes, there's a giant riot. Thirty three of my uh, prisoners either die or escape. The war or the 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 governor calls and tells me he's going to shut me down, and then I have an amount of time to clean it up. And I, but I'm I'm just having fun doing it. That's awesome. I just build more morgues. <laughs> How's the bodies? One way, dead or alive, it doesn't that's matter. Right. Some for some reason, building morgues makes them happier. So <laughs> that's what I do. But yeah, great game. So thank you for that. I've I've definitely put. I would say. I would say the amount of time I've put on Prison Architect rivals the amount of time I've put on Fallout 4. Man. In that same, close to that same time span, and I've played a lot of Fallout 4. That's decent. Which brings me to the third game I added to my backlog, which would be Fallout 4. Yes, oh God, help us. And, of course, we both got this on release day, which we'll talk a little bit more about toward the end of the, the show. But I've, um, I've, I've put some time into that already, and, uh, one of the rare games I've been so excited about seeing on the horizon for a long time. I normally, normally it's like movies to me. I'll, I'll wait till it comes out on Netflix kind of thing, but Fallout 4, I just couldn't wait to get my hands on from the minute I saw, uh, Todd Howard, um, talk about it this summer. So that was good. Nice. Yep. Good times. So what have we, what have we completed? So last week, last episode, you, you didn't complete squat and all I beat was, uh, an NES game. So we actually, we, we did some work in the last couple of weeks. We did. And, uh, you want to go first? Or you want me to? Uh, I'll go, I, I got two. So I'll do one. You do one. I'll do one. How about that? That works. So I beat, uh, Brian and I with our remote co-oping, co-opage, <clears throat> bro-opage, we beat Halo 4. Nice. So it continues my streak of beating all of the Halos in story chronological order, because I actually started with Reach, mm-hmm. and then, and of course, I'd played the older ones before, I just had never played the campaign. Sure. Uh, I do like the way that this campaign ended. Oh, yeah. It does, does kind of end on a note where you're like, oh, I wonder what's going on here. Spoilers. What's going on here? But that game gave me the feels. Yeah? Straight up gave me the feels. Now, and as I mentioned before, I'm not so attached to the story that I guess I got the feels, but it did make me more interested in the story than any other Halo game has mm. to this point. Right. Um, so Spoken I'm, kind of like a true non-Halo believer. Yeah. Because most people, I don't think they were that high on 4. Really? Um, but, that being said, I thought it was great. Yeah. I, th- I mean... Uh, I, I've come to accept Halo for for what it is. Uh, I don't think it's. I don't think any of those games are bad. Right. Um, multiplayer is fun. The campaigns are a lot of fun. I mean, they're they're typically linear HUD trackers, but that's it doesn't mean it's a bad game. Exactly. But we beat it, and I'm happy we beat it. And I'm looking forward to playing five uh, one day. Yeah. Maybe add that to the backlog when, yeah. Yeah, when, <laughs> when the time comes. Nice. Very cool. Yeah, Halo Four, man. I, I think I, you know, spoilers if you haven't beat Halo 4. If you haven't and you care about the ending, look away with your ears. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. Anyway, so I was playing it and, uh, you know, obviously toward the end, uh, Cortana starts breaking down. And she's got like a certain amount of life as an AI that she can survive. And she's already like passed up by like a couple of years. Hmm. 
and she starts like going crazy and then does she die? And the thing is that I realized like once I played through that and that big, you know, gaping question mark. Well, we know she doesn't die because she's now the voice of your Xbox. Right. She just, she just morphed. Uh, but, uh, it, it impacted me and, and like I was sitting there playing it and my wife was like, are you okay? And I was like, I know this just kind of bothers me. This, this is really affecting me. And, uh, this has been your sidekick for over a decade. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's what I realized, man, you know, me and Cortana have been kicking it since 2001. Yeah, way back. So since yeah. Limp Biscuit was popular, exactly. Yeah, it's a lifetime ago. Since Ball at the Ball was out, Ugh. <laughs> uh, that's the last time that'll be mentioned on my podcast. <laughs> uh, but the uh, yeah, anyway, great game. I enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to five, which I may, yeah, I may get that soon because I do have that Fallout Four disc that I don't need. Oh yeah, so maybe you could do maybe old Celeru, Switcheruski. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Um, anyway, so the game that I beat. Ladies and gentlemen, Assassin's Creed 4. All right. It's off the backlog. Seven episodes in. We got it. No, my God. Yeah, that was crazy. So, fun fact, it was Monday, November the 9th. Mm. I wonder Um, why you beat it on that day. Yeah, think about that for a second. So, it was uh, the night before Fallout and all through the house. (laughs) I was was waiting on my, uh, my digital download of Fallout 4 to unlock. And I was like, I, I, and I couldn't sleep. Obviously, I was too excited. It was, it's Christmas. Oh, it's, Eve. it was Christmas. And yeah. we both took off work that day. Yeah. For, for follow yeah, up. For yeah. reasons. Yeah. And then, uh, so I was like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to just do my best to just put my head down and plow right through this. And I started about nine something. Um, and by, uh, 20 till 11, it was done. I finished it. And you, you probably blew through just story. Oh, I did. Yeah. No extremes. No, no side quests. I didn't upgrade crap. It probably made it harder. Yeah. Because I just, just plowed through stuff and every, like, I would die like 10 times and the game would be like, are you sure you don't want to just go upgrade your ship? And I was like, no, shut up. Fallout's here. <laughs> so I just kept my head down and kept plowing through and eventually strategized my way through beating the game. But no regrets though. You feel like you got your feel of the whole thing, even oh, yeah. with that last campaign to the end. Yeah. I mean, toward, towards the end, um, and it's probably just the way I played it when I, when I, when I was thinking back on it, you know, it, it's a game that encourages exploration and side right. quests and just get out there and go do stuff, which is a little, uh, it's a bit of a separation from other Assassin's Creed games, which I don't know that it does encourage exploration as much. Not it's, as much. I mean, all the Assassin's Creed games probably since three, uh, sort of turned into collectathons in some way. Yeah. I mean, the first one had that a little bit like with the little mm. banners, but um, it's def. It was definitely more. Uh, you're more apt to explore just because you get to go out on a big boat and shoot other boats. Uh, but like, I felt like the story at the beginning was pretty strong, and then like toward the middle, it just sort of like a arbitrary amounts of time will pass. It just spawns it out. Yeah. And then uh, and then it just decides to uh, to sort of wrap up really quickly at the end. Um, but uh, you know, I felt it was pretty good, and there was a nice little uh, Assassin's Creed Three Easter egg at the end. Oh, so that was fun. Oh, so you'll uh, you'll enjoy seeing that, I think. If I ever get around to playing it, yeah. the the amount of good games that are coming out that, that I that want are, that are here are stacking. This this winter has been crazy so far. Yeah, absolutely. But anyway, big big weight off my back. And I almost uh, want to do a moment of silence AC4. for you, but in the spirit of a podcast that people might tune out, people so. might just leave. Yeah, we should light a candle or just you know burn this placemat or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's cool, man. Congrats on that. So uh, I also beat something on my long play the of course mad max which i hadn't been playing too too long uh maybe five episodes or so i judge my life by episode time now so yeah that's fair i think you got it 
near release time, right? It was pretty close. Yeah, so it was. I think it came it out September, September 1st, 1st yeah. and I, I got it shortly thereafter, uh, within a couple of weeks. And uh, I enjoyed it every step of the way. I will say uh, I thought it was better than a lot of critics panned it, and I also, toward the end, saw where they were coming from with some of the repetition and uh, stuff in that regard. So I would say for the first, um, I think there's five acts in the game. For the first three acts, I did a lot of other stuff besides the main story. So the main story was there. And of course, I went around and uh, built myself up in typical RPG fashion, took took over strongholds, beat all of the, um, the convoys and that kind of thing. And toward the end, I, I went in like you did, like went into sprint mode mm-hmm. to get to Fallout 4. And again, no regrets there. I feel like I'd pretty much gotten my feel of everything the game had to offer at that point. And I'm glad I did that because the last two acts of the game were very cohesive in terms of story. Cool. And uh, I actually thought it made the story gel together a little bit more and flow better. And I really, actually really liked how it ended. I don't know if anybody, I haven't read any reviews about whether or not people were disappointed. And obviously, I, I honestly don't care. Sure. But I, I wasn't disappointed. Um, I'm assuming they'll probably make a follow-up with the coming movies as well to tie in. Cool. Yeah, if, not a bad idea. If they do it near as well as they did this time, I could see myself going a little bit deeper maybe getting um whatever's after this if if that's an option so it's definitely very pleased with mad max i'm glad i beat it and i moved on to another wasteland game yes that you came did. in the mail uh shortly thereafter much yeah, more vibrant wasteland that fallout 4 compared to big sandy dusty right ruins. yeah see I, I swapped the lush jungles of the caribbean mm-hmm. for the wasteland so my my scenery has there you go swapped dramatically yeah for sure so yeah, so we beat we beat some some long plays. Yeah, we did, which is what this is all about. Freed up. Um, well, I wouldn't say we freed up any hours because no, no. If anything, I've I've I played more. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, more. Well, we can maybe talk about that because we're getting ready to discuss our long play. So let's uh, maybe we'll say Fallout Four for the second one we talk about. So okay. I'll go ahead and talk about Borderlands Two, which yeah. I did not play any of. Mm. Now your turn. Okay. <laughs> Uh, uh, I guess uh, a long play that I, I've established that it will be a long play, uh, given that, that uh, James and I want to, to play this game and see how it goes, is Black Ops 3. All um, right, so now into Fallout 4. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, yeah, we both started it the other night. It was, uh, I don't know, a couple of nights after we bought it, uh, unwrapped it, installed it, and did the update, and I was like, ah, I'm too tired, I'm going to go to bed. But the next night, we played it, and um, it's cool because you can co-op the, the main campaign, which is pretty nice oh yeah well you can get um, up to four people on that you can yeah, yeah. so or or just two like we're doing or so there's course. no you yeah. know limit like something so anyway we um we jumped into it and man um the the presentation of these call of duty games to just keep skyrocketing in my opinion um i don't know if you've seen like the screen comparisons between the last gen and the new gen systems of black ops 3 don't know that i have but you can definitely like to me, this is like where the big separation line is. Did they release yeah. the 360 version? They did. Oh, I didn't know that. And man, it's just butt ugly. Really? <laughs> in comparison. So it's like now it's like, okay, we're, we're to the point where I feel like the separation is actually here in terms of graphical fidelity. Yeah. It's only going to um, get better. Right. Yeah. With time. Uh, but I mean, that, that, you know, notwithstanding, the presentation is just fantastic. Um, you know, their, their mocap is something to behold in my opinion mm-hmm. in in the call of duty franchise i feel like it's probably better than anybody else's yeah like there's never any clipping there's no like weird 
like when people are walking, it doesn't look like they're moonwalking or anything. And they they actually look like they're moving. And um, got a few. Um, I can't remember his name. Uh, he's an actor. He was in uh, Law and Order SVU, I think. Male lead in that. Oh right, we had talked yeah. about this. Yeah, he's in it. So there's no Kevin Spacey this time around, uh, which, in my opinion, probably kind of didn't do a whole lot of favors for um, the last Call of Duty, which I, the name is Advanced Warfare. Right. I think a lot of the budget went to paying him and not to making the game good or something. I don't know. That's just armchair speculation. However, um, yeah, this guy, he's a, he's got a recognizable face, but he's not like a, you know, not being mean to the guy, but he's not like a superstar. But, right. um, but man, the, the tutorial level is fantastic. It's fantastic. And um, the game... You know, it gives you that that warning at the beginning. It's like, hey, Call of Duty has some graphic content. Do you want to enable this? And I'm like, hell yes, I want to enable this. That's why I'm playing Call of Duty. But I have to say, it was there's a moment near the beginning of the game where I was like, okay, this is actually pretty traumatic. I was a little a little set back by it. Um, so that was cool. It's been a while since the game's affected me like that. So felt good about it. Yeah, I'm reading this thing here. I'm not seeing the guy you're talking of, but. Um I guess the zombies mode will feature. It features different yeah, the, characters. Yeah, the zombies mode does. It's got Ron Perlman, Jeff Goldblum, and a couple of other people in it. I'm um, seeing Heather Graham and Neil McDonough. There we go. Neil McDonough. I like that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I so far really impressed. I mean, the gunplay is awesome. The, um, the extra like hacking abilities, remote hacking abilities and all that. It's fun. It's it's really fun, and, and this is just the campaign. We haven't touched the zombies mode, and you know I played the multiplayer beta a few months ago and enjoyed that. So I'm assuming the you know full release version of that is just as good, if not better, than what it was last time I played it. So yeah. I think I, I was telling James like, man, the the value that they add to a single purchase is pretty impressive now. It's three games. It, yeah, it's literally three games. So I'm okay with that, and, and well polished games. Oh so. yeah. Yeah, good for them. Who would have thought I'd be singing the praises of Call of Duty after... I felt like they... Um, and there's actually been some parallels drawn uh, to them being the nickelback of gaming where... Now, I don't I don't, I don't, agree with that, but I think they're... Um, I think they share a lot in terms of fan base and... <laughs> Maybe, yeah, um, probably. But I think the big difference in that is one is not pretending to be something that it's not. Yeah, um, I, I Call of Duty is what it is. It's embraced itself. And it's very good at it. And that's fine. So, hey, man, if they're, if it sells copies, they'll keep making them, and uh, I can't argue with that. And this one sold uh, half a billion dollars in three days. So yeah, not, not quite Fallout stop. Four status, but uh, I think I think Fallout Four. I think I read an article they they topped it. Well, I I wouldn't be surprised, but I, I know they made like a hundred million in digital sales in the first day. So, I mean, that's decent. I mean, I could be wrong. Let me check it up. Fallout Four versus uh, Blops. Three. I don't know what will come up when I do that. Christopher Maloney is that guy's name. Ah, he was also Casey in uh, Ninja Turtles. No, no, nope. Are you sure? Positive. Who was that guy? That was. Are you talking about the original Ninja Turtles, the good one? Yeah. Hold on, I can't remember his name. He looks. He looks similar to that guy. Yeah. Uh, well, when they were both on crime yeah. dramas. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I can't think of his name right now. It starts with an E, though. My my guy's a little older, I think, than, than Christopher Milani. Yes. yes Fair enough. Is. Fair enough. All right. Anyway, uh, let's see. 
Looking at sales uh, figures? Yeah, I was trying to do it in a way that's still good for podcasting, but uh, I don't <laughs> know how to how to do this. Um, I don't know. I swear, I swear I read. I mean, maybe it was just within a certain time span it might go on to outsell Fallout 4, which I wouldn't doubt because multiplayer games tend to. Yeah, they fizzle. Um, but either way, it's it, the fact that it's close. I mean, what a time to be alive, right? Yeah. All right, so now we can actually talk about Fallout 4. Yes, we can. And we're back. And we're back to Fallout 4. So how much time have you put into it? 15 hours, 21 minutes. That is oddly specific. I think I'm rolling somewhere around um, 17, almost 18. Okay. I I think I'm level 17. So we're doing about a level an hour. Yeah, I'm level 14, so... Yeah, very very cool. So without, I mean, obviously we don't want to spoil anything here, and and you could you can spoil so much because, you know, every side quest, every location, I feel like everything in the game is a surprise. Like when you walk yep. up to something, you don't know what to expect. I don't want to ruin that for anybody. Agreed. But in terms of just general descriptions of the game, um, I guess uh, what are what are some things that are so striking to you? Okay, the first thing, or maybe just take me through your experience of just putting it in, and. You know, experiencing that first mm. that onset of of hard Fallout boner. Yeah, and then take get, take I'm me from there. Now. Vignette me. Okay, so obviously I pre-downloaded digitally, so I had this nice little countdown timer on my PlayStation telling me when it would unlock. Oh, well, you can do that. Yeah, so it, it was pre-downloaded. And I was like, okay, it's just waiting. So I mean, it, it like it gave its it did all the updates that it needed to do on the day one patch. It was all just ready and waiting. Which, since I've done that, like any big release that I want to do, I don't think I'm ever going to buy another game physically. Oh, yeah. Like that. Because just having it all ready to go, it was amazing. Um, so I'm sitting there, and like it got about five minutes left. And then I just hit start on the game, and it brings up a full screen timer with just the, uh, the um, power armor helmet in the background. Mm. And just a number counting down. That, that is really cool. That was magical. Um, so I was just sitting there waiting. And then, and then we got to one second left. I took a screenshot just so I could remember that moment. <laughs> I was like, oh, I want to remember this forever. We might be nerds. I know, I know. Um, Bethesda nerds for sure. Oh yeah. So I, uh, I was sitting there and started and then, you know, it immediately goes to, uh, the title screen and you just see the, I guess it's the, the, uh, red rocket truck yeah. stop. And you see the power armor sitting there, and that music comes on. And it's like, oh. You think it's ironic that you uh, you find your dog at the Red Rocket truck stop? I don't think it's ironic at all. No, I think that's very on on purpose. Cool. Yeah. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. Dog uh, runners. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I'm sitting there, and uh, man, excited. Hit the you know hit the begin game button, mm-hmm. and just just let the magic happen. Oh, Get man. that nice intro video. Which was legit. Oh, it was so good. It was really good. And then, um, obviously, time, it's time for character creation, which I knew I was going to play a woman. Um, I just sort of predetermined that. I play a, a lady character. Um, I'm, what, I'm interested how your dialogue is as a, as a lady character. What do you is mean? It, um, well, I, maybe not even the dialogue. Maybe even the beginning of the story. Okay. I assume it's the same. I don't know. I don't know how much they would change it up. I mean, I was just walking around the house, talking to Codsworth. I mean, was your counterpart also a female? No. Okay, so... It was a dude. Okay, so... May, maybe I'll let you continue on, but I'm, I'm okay. interested in some things that happen early in the game. Right. 
Okay. Yes. Um, so anyway, made my character, uh, named her Ellen Ripley. Mm. Just on purpose. Um, <laughs> as you would. As I would. Because uh, I knew Cosworth would say that, and he mm. does. So it's pretty funny. Um, and then obviously, you know, th- things progress from there. All, all hell breaks loose. Make my way to the vault. And then that thing in the vault happens. Right. This is not a spoiler. No. Anybody's put the game in has done this part. Right. Truth. So, you know, they, they put me in my little cryo chamber and then... Are you holding the baby? No. Oh, see, that's different for me. That's all I was yeah. curious about. Hub- okay. Hubby holds the baby. Okay. And then they take the baby. <laughs> Hubby holds the baby. <laughs> <laughs> that should be a bumper sticker. Hubby holds the baby. Uh, maybe it's our first polykill t-shirt. <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> Hubby nice. holds the baby. Hubby holds the baby. So, yeah. Anyway, and man, ever since then, it's just been like crack for me. Just, yeah. Just... And, Maybe I should let you talk for a second, but I've got this this one point that I just can't wait to drive home. So okay, I'll take you through my my vignette. All right, you do it. Uh, I had pre ordered the 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 Pit Boy edition and all that, right? Which I, I did too, but right. it didn't get there until the next day. So of course, like, screw it. I'm playing this night. Yeah, um, and I had um, I Josh had pre ordered it so that we could both have it on digital mm-hmm. and I'm, I took my physical copy and sold it to some fella named Keith on campus. Hey mm-hmm. Keith on campus. Keith on campus. And so, um, I was ready to, to play at midnight, ready to go. And I actually finished Mad Max a matter of hours before. Nice. And took, uh, took a couple hours to, uh, play prison architect. And then, uh, I don't <laughs> think, had a great night. I don't think my eyes left a screen for almost 24 <laughs> consecutive hours. That's legit. Got retinal cancer. But anyway, that brings us down. Anyway, we, um, not we, just me. Actually, we, my cat was with me. Uh, all the things you said, and then also that first moment when you see the power armor hanging on the power rack at mm. the Red Rocket Dog Boner Inn or whatever gas station, <laughs> the, that first tone that they hit, like the, and I've seen that in a trailer right. before. It and, didn't matter. But for a reason, when it was playing in my house, I almost happy cried. Like, I was so excited. <laughs> I was so excited. It was literally Christmas morning. And of course, I went through all the character creation, accidentally made Anthony Kiedis from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. All right. I didn't realize you could change the base model with the triggers at first. I thought, like, you just started from scratch right there with the face Ooh. they gave you. Yeah. And so I ended up with Anthony Kiedis. And uh, last weekend, I, I went to see Josh, and, and he had just fired it up, and I wanted to watch him fire it up so I could watch him open his Christmas presents. And uh, it was a magical moment. And... Uh, he starts flipping through and he could make like, he could have completely different base models to start out with. I mean, I wish I would have done that. I'd, I'd probably make my character look a little different because I've, I've since then gone somewhere and changed the look of my character and it's still basically Anthony Kiedis. Mm. Just maybe like, like Anthony Kiedis after a few stints in prison. <laughs> yeah, I can't, can't really change it that much. So, but anyway, um, all the way through the vault stuff and then out into the open world and just blown away. Just so good. Yeah. It's just, and here, here's the point that I, that I can't wait to drive home. And uh-huh. it happened to me in Skyrim some, mm. but it seems to be happening more in Fallout. And I think it's just because the density of Fallout 4 is greater than Skyrim. I feel like there is more stuff in the world. Um, literally stuff. Yeah, literally stuff and mm. things. And stuff and also things. Right. Right. So, all right. So imagine you are at Sanctuary and you need to go to, I don't know, the Settler's Farm. Sanctuary being the town you were right. you were originally from. In Borderlands 2. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you, you're you're in the you're in the town and you need to go, you know, uh, across the mountain, across the hill, whatever, to a farm. 
if you walk straight there, hmm. like you, you find the, the marker on the map, you line it up to where it's, you know, relative north and you just walk there, you will experience, you know, maybe you'll have some mire lurks, maybe you'll have some hounds, maybe you'll have a random thing. If you take a ever so slightly different route to get there, if you die the first time, your experience going from point A to point B will be completely different. Oh, yeah. And that is what I freaking love about this oh, game. Oh, it's amazing. Because it's, it's literally, you take one step off the beaten path and you are in an entirely different scenario than you would be had you not. Right. And that's what makes... I don't know. All Bethesda games are sort of that way, but I just feel like it's at a whole new level with this. Cause like, I remember doing that the other day. I'll, I walked down this broken road and encountered like a pack of wild dogs and they killed me. And then I was like, okay, I won't go the, you know, that way. I'll just walk up the hill. And I walked up the hill and there was like a camp of super mutants up there. I was like, screw it. I'm going to the road. You know, <laughs> yeah. it was, it, it's just awesome to yeah. me. So much, so much going on and it, it, it never gets old. I've put, you know, um, Nearly 20 hours in. I don't even know the thing's been out for 40 hours at this point. It's probably been out a week now. But, yeah, um, week today. I actually went three days without playing it somehow. I had to be out of town and uh, had the shakes when I got back. Oh, yeah. fired up. So I played Prison Architect for seven hours. And uh, I don't know why I did that. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. Um, so some other things I uh, wanted to get your – how do you play the game? In a in sense, like, are you are – you, quest following or do you kind of stick to an area of the map and kind of let me do everything that I can kind of reach here in this region? I tend to bounce around a lot. Hmm. I tend to like, sometimes I want to finish a quest, especially like when I get my XP like really close to leveling up. I like, hmm. I need to finish a quest cause I'll get a bonus and then I'll level up and grab a new perk. But the, um, in general, what I'll do is I'll, I'll do a quest or two and then be like, all right, I'm just going to roam around for a bit right. and I'll just turn on diamond city radio, let the oldies play and I'll just walk through the uh, the old wasteland and shoot stuff and find stuff and come across those little scenarios that Bethesda builds with their skeletons and with just stuff in the house. You just walk by and you're like, oh, there's a story here. Yeah. And they haven't said a thing. It's amazing what they can do with that. They, yeah, they do a really good job with that. Um, the most tragic one I came across, and this isn't a spoiler but at all because it's not even part of the game story. But I can't remember the name. It's like Misty Pines or something like that. There's like, it's like, it's very clearly a nursing home. Okay. Oh yeah, I've been there. And if you walk around back of the nursing yeah, there's home. there's uh, some graves. There's some graves and there's a wheelchair with a skeleton sitting in the wheelchair, right? Like aimed at the grave. I'm yeah. like, God, Bethesda. I know. that, that Right in the feels. Can we both saw that. Yeah. Of all the things on the map, we both have experienced yeah. that. That's just like, man, that's, that's storytelling right there. Yeah. No, it was really good. Sorry. Our, my cat is, uh being rambunctious off to the side here. Easy, so. Ralph. He lost his toy, went under the door. Anyway, uh, so some other things that are super groovy about the game that I've never been able to do in a Bethesda game before, save maybe a little bit of Skyrim, is building mm. things. Yeah. There's obviously a lot more freedom in this than there was in Skyrim. Oh, yeah. Um, some of that is a little frustrating at times, but I never asked for it, so I can't complain about it. I think it's awesome. Sure. Uh, it's not even necessary, but it's freaking awesome. Oh, yeah. I think maybe there's some questing that involves doing a little bit of it, but for the most part, you can do it whenever you want to do it. If you want to do it, you don't have to for the most part. And right. it's really, really cool. Yeah, the hardest thing that I did, like when you set up Sanctuary initially, is like, all right, we need some fences. All right, we need some defenses. I'm like, wait, fences and defenses, okay. And then we need food. 
and we need sustaining food. Yeah. It took me forever to find something to plant. I don't know why. It just, I had to look and look and look for something to plant in the backyard because I planted it behind my old house. I uh, found that you can steal things. Well, not steal the whole entire plant, but... Mm. I guess harvest from some of your others and That's replant that stuff. So yeah. I was like, I'm going to go up here to this one and get some tato plants. Steal your tatoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some of your mute fruit. Yeah. A lot of that stuff's really, really cool. And I've, I've spent way more time on that than maybe I needed to. Mm. Could have been out killing stuff. There's been but so many times I've just wandered around those little settlements and like, I'm going to scrap this and we'll scrap that and we'll scrap this and we'll scrap yeah, oh, that. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And you just watch the resources pile up and it's like, oh, this is addictive. Can yeah. I scrap this whole house? I can scrap this whole house. And even modding weapons is, is good. Um, it's a little, it, there's not a, a big tutorial about how to do it or anything like no. that. So a lot of it's been kind of experimental for me. Don't know that I've actually done it the right way, but I've been working on it. Um, but that's about it. I mean, there's some things to complain about as there are with all Bethesda games. There's, there's some bugs in there, but, mm. I, honestly, for me personally, and a lot of people think it's inexcusable. That's a lot of the charm for me with Bethesda games is that occasionally I'm going to find something that's just hilarious. Dumb. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's completely dumb. Nothing's broken my game yet. Now I have heard that there is some bugs that will crash. Yeah. I don't, I haven't researched what it is and I don't even know if it's affecting all versions, but right. I know that there is a potentially game breaker out yeah. there. I'm sure it'll be patched soon. I hope so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. So that's, man, this has been a really, really cool week. Yeah, it's been a be good a week to be a gamer, yeah, for sure. I mean, truthfully, I don't need another game for, I don't know, probably a year at this <laughs> yeah. point. I know I'm going to get them just because I get free oh, ones every yeah. month. But And, you know, there's a couple I want. I want Halo 5 and I want Rise of the Tomb Raider. Those are the only two games on my radar right now right? until probably Uncharted 4. Okay. But I can wait on Uncharted 4. Yeah. yeah just, I'm not crazy about it like a lot of people are. However... Extra content for Fallout 4. They said there's going to be some like free updates. Right. Um, some of those will include content. Obviously, a lot of them will be patching, improving, all that. My question is, did you or will you buy a season pass for Fallout 4 before those expansions are announced? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. I know the price point is out there. It's what, 30 bucks. 30 bucks. That's probably a good deal. For the amount of... Amount of um, play that I'm going to get out of it. I mean, obviously you have Witcher 3, so you're not going to, you know, yeah. you have, you have plenty to do. Right. You could just fall out. That's the, you know, that's the thing. There's just a certain recipe to, to Bethesda I've stuff. Really, I've literally thought about just taking my fallout four disc and just taking it to GameStop and say, all right, give me the season pass. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's it's not a bad idea. They might look at you funny. I'm like, what, how are you going <laughs> to, it's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I got this. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't see myself running out of things to do in Fallout 4 where I'm like, man, I want more Fallout 4. I'm, I'm sure there will always be stuff going on. I guess it's going to be six months before we get the first expansion. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. It's still too early for me. I don't know that I'll... I don't, I don't know that I've ever season passed before other than uh, um, season two of Walking Dead, and that was via gift card. Yeah. Um, and that was just to that's, get them in a lump. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's almost not a season pass in it, terms of normal season pass. True, true. But yeah, all right. Well... Shall we move on to side quests? Let's do it. I've already I've already explained most of mine um, in Blobs Three, but I've actually no, I, I had a long play, didn't I? I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, so yeah, I do have side quests. Yeah. yeah. Well, mine was Blobs Three, and I have little to say about it because I've yet to play it. I haven't even played it. I'm scheduled to play it tonight with some bros. Sweet. I'm gonna bro paint it. Nice. 
Okay. It's like a brocampane. Oh, I gotcha. Not propane. Right. No. Or not, kerosene. Yeah. No Hank Hill uh, reference. Anyway, fuck it. But, uh, <laughs> and then Prison Architect, which I've also talked about in length of, it is crack. Mm. Uh, yes. Speaking of crack, when I sold the uh, the uh, Fallout 4 copy to, to Keith from campus, right. um, I I never met the dude before, and he's probably like 20 and uh, I was feeling pretty good, so I handed him the game, and I was like, hey, man, this is basically a drug deal because this is crack. And then I, like, looked around the parking lot, like, it's actually just a game. <laughs> it's actually just a, it's just a video game. For anybody out there listening, it's just a video game. There's no crack going on. And you just hold the disc up. And yeah, like, yeah, wave it around. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, he looked at me funny. I don't know. He might think I'm uh, I'm a weirdo, but right. Well, it was a good joke. Whatever. That's a good joke. Forget him. What have you been side questing on? Well, I got a couple. Yeah. Um, one of which is Super Meat Boy. Still, uh, occasionally. I just breathed heavy into the mic. It's going to sound sultry on the playback. Mm, I probably won't. I'll probably just sound like oh, yeah. gross. Oh, I don't know. Okay. I'll stop doing it. Yeah, stop. Uh, but, like, if I have, like, you know, five minutes to play a game, which, you know, who plays a game for five minutes? But if I think I only have five minutes, right. sometimes I'll just, you know, uh, turn on Super Meat Boy and see if I can beat my head against the wall long enough to get past the next level. Get that music. Because I'm in, I'm in hell right now. The hell levels. It's a good place to be in the game, in the game. Yeah, no, it sucks. It's hard. I love it. You need to get the, um, yeah. The arcade sticks, the man. Meat so sticks. much more control. The meat yeah. sticks, yeah. yeah. If I ever get mine back from uh, Dave, I'll let you borrow them, like draw them out. I got it on PS4, so I don't think it'll help. They're USB sticks. Hmm. It'd work. Maybe. It works on my Xbox. Should okay. work. Yeah, Maybe. I would think so. Try it out anyway. Sure, I will. Uh, the other thing is uh, one that I was pretty excited about and uh, purchased it for my wife's birthday. Aww. And because uh, she's a big fan of it. Yeah. It's uh, Rock Band 4. Got it. Tell me all it. about it. Tell me all about it. So it's Rock Band. Right. Four. Mm. So now there's really a couple of big differences, and the rest of it's pretty much the same. Right. So it's just more of the same, which is good if it, you like Rock it Band. It had to be a, a fair amount of same to be able to support old peripherals. Right. Um, which the the biggest deal to me was like, I, I was like, okay, so do I get the PS4 version? Do I get the Xbox One version? You know, what, you know, is there parity between performance? Whatever. Um, and then I, I read that you can save all of your old pre-purchased DLC as long as you buy on the same platform. Right. So I was like, okay, there, there's, there's so no Xbox bringer. it is. Xbox it is. Uh, and then uh, I snagged the old um, band in a box and loaded it up. And the the playlist for it is okay, like out of the box. It's not great. And you said how many songs were on it? Uh, like 60, 65. That so, doesn't seem, that doesn't blow my mind in, in terms of no. numbers. It's not huge. Um, but there, there are some good songs on there. Okay. I mean, there are some good songs. There's some, some Aerosmith, there's Rock and Roll Hoochie Coo, there's, uh, there's, there's some decent songs there. And just a lot of fun songs too. I mean, they're not necessarily like my favorite songs, but if you're at a party and you're yeah. drinking and you're playing rock band, they're just fun to do. Maybe that could be our first let's play as we get the band together. Oh yeah. Find two dudes, just dress up. Yeah. I've taken inspiration from some of the YouTube videos that I've seen, obviously, but. Right. That's fair. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. fun though. Whatever. That's fun. And, um, the peripherals, uh, are pretty much the same. Uh, the, the drum kit, like I had the Gen 1 drum kit, which was the really loud one. Yeah. <laughs> like I had a super loud. I had a roommate that I no longer talked to because of that thing. Ugh. Yeah. But anyway, the new one's a bit quieter, um, and good. The coolest thing about it is they now have freestyle guitar solos. Right. Yeah. And that is a blast. Like I, I wasn't expecting it to be all that, but. Like there's a few tips that you get for freestyling. Like you get some timing signature and it's like, all right, play quarter notes here, play eighth notes here, play, you know, long sustained notes here. And you kind of get an indicator on the fretboard 
uh, on the screen as to when to do that. But you don't have to, obviously. You just get more points if you do. Right. So, like, if you want to just play that thing as fast as you can and just Angus Young it all around mm-hmm. in your living room, you can. With your jorts? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, school boy, you more. Man, it was, it, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, Very and, cool. Yeah. So, and, and obviously there's more songs coming, more song packs. So, that's a win. Yeah. Is the, have you noticed an up, like a sound quality? Has it improved under new gen? I mean, have you noticed any difference there? I mean, nothing noticeable. Yeah. It's not like, ooh, that sounds much better. Like, um, even when you're like singing along with it, does it make you sound more, I don't know. I'm just wondering if there's a, is the, is the biggest difference that it's new songs and new kit and, in a few uh, different yeah, modes. Like I think I think that's the biggest difference. The other thing is they do have freestyle vocals, which allow you as long as you stay on key, you can sing however you want oh, to. Oh, okay. So if you're like if the song's in the key of you know B flat and you're singing a B flat, cool. Good for you. You don't have to stick to the melody. Very cool. So yeah, it's, it's fun. Man, that's exciting. I'd like to I'd like to play a little bit. We of need that. to do that. Yeah. Get the band back together and hoss out. Whatever people say. <laughs> Hoss out. I don't think anyone said that. <laughs> well, they do now. That's our second t-shirt. Hoss out. Hoss out. Hobie whatever we, the baby. And nobody holds the baby. I like it. All right. Okay. So we're going to move on to our discussion. Uh, talk about, speaking of Fallout 4, which just can't stop talking about it because it's so freaking good. That's amazing. Release day games. When have you When have you bought a release day game? What gets you to do that? Uh, I don't do it much. Oddly enough. Like Bethesda, I think we're about to say that the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it, you know, I don't want this to turn into a Bethesda fanboy podcast, but it's true. Yeah. Um. The these the I don't know if it's just the promise of what they do gets me excited and ready to spend my money. They're drug dealers. They are. They They're know just what I want. A cartel of Canadian. I don't know. If they're Canadian. They're from Maryland. I think Todd Howard's Canadian. Oh, sure. He might be. Look at him. He might be legitimately Canadian. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I don't know. It's just what they do is just, I don't know. Like I bought Skyrim. I went to GameStop and got it on disc on release night. I stood in line. That was kind of fun. Yeah. I did that Um, at a local Walmart. Yeah. It was pretty fun. Um, like I said, now I'll just do it digitally. That way. Of course. At midnight in my own home, not waiting in line. It's already paid for, already patched, blah, blah, blah. But in general, like there's not a lot of games that I will just buy day one. Usually I'll, I'll wait. Yeah. I am the same way. I think there is a climate of broken games being shipped, yeah. which has become a thing now. Yeah. And I'm not even one to complain a lot about games. Like I usually, I wait so long that it's usually dirt cheap when I get it. I don't even feel like and I it's can already complain been patched about it. like 30 times. It's been patched 30 times. And even if I got a game that was broken, of course I'd be, I'd be, I'd be pretty freaking upset, but you know, it'd almost be my fault for jumping the gun. Yeah, I, I yeah. like. I mean, the same way with movies. I, I want a good review about it before I go watch it. I don't, unless it's a proven commodity like a series or something. I'm into unless it's Star Wars. Now I'm a little jumpy on that. Sure, but, you know, Star Wars is Bethesda movies. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, like if the new Avengers comes out, I don't know what I'm going to get. Yeah, I mean it's it's going to be plus or minus the last Avengers. It's going to be close. So it's, it's kind of the way I feel about the games and and Bethesda. I mean, Fallout Four was going to be plus or minus Skyrim, which is pretty still damn good. Yeah, so I was going to get it. Yeah, I mean, if it's in that, you know, if it's Oblivion, yeah, that's fine. Now, when you uh, part of part of release day games and getting games early, sometimes you get some pre order bonuses and some goodies. Does that impact you at all? No, it hasn't me in the past. Um, 
I really love that Pit Boy idea. Now it doesn't fit my phone. My phone was too big to fit in the Pit Boy, which is a little bit of a bummer. But sure. honestly, I don't see it being a, a good accessory to the game, at least the way I play it. No, it it's cool. It's a cool idea. Yeah, it's a really cool idea that they can make a functional piece of plastic right. to accompany the game that fits within the world of the game. But it's shelf fodder for me. I have shelves of other gaming stuff. It'll fit right in. So I don't I don't regret at all getting and paying that extra extra money no. for that bit of swag. Not at all. And like I've bought one or two collector's editions before. Uh when I got the Mortal Kombat, I guess nine, the one before the newest one, so yeah, it would be nine. And um the the local Walmart in my town uh had the collector's edition uh, which came like an art book and then um a Scorpion and Sub Zero uh bookends. Oh, that's cool. And, um, like, Scorpion had a chain, like, thrown oh, through. Yeah. And, like, Sub-Zero was, like, impaled on the other side. I was like, this is really cool. That is cool. And it was just sitting on the shelf with, like, you know, a Call of Duty Black Ops 1 hardened edition with, like, a remote control car that they wanted 120 bucks for. And, like, the com- the, the complete edition was, like, 99 bucks, And it was in, like, but it had a clearance sticker on it. So I was like, I will wait. I will see what happens here. So eventually I waited him down to 30 bucks. There and, you go. And snagged it. There you and go. I was like, well, here is a collector's edition that pulled an old Travis pretty on Pretty cool, yeah. I will and, wait uh, 30 years when it's <laughs> damn near free, yeah. and then I will take it from you. So I got that one, and I got, uh, oddly enough, I got the uh, collector's edition of Assassin's Creed 3. But you're saying that it doesn't in- in- incite you to buy a game before no. it's released. No, not at all. It's just if Rare the collector's edition is pretty cool and cheap enough, sure. And you, you are already going to get the game. Right. Yeah, I mean, you were already looking to get it release yeah. day anyway. With, with Fallout 4, honestly, it, it's probably a little, uh, I don't know if the motive was right, but it was like, it's they're saying it's super limited, so I'm going to get one. That was sort of my motivation. Because well, like, I am not going to use this Pip-Boy, probably, but it'll look really cool on my shelf, and yeah. everyone will think I'm so cool because I have it. That's true. I, I, I regret not doing the Skyrim, because it was, uh, yeah, I don't me. know what you call that little um, platform where the shouts come out and jump in you. Uh with the dragon head poking out, you know, like when you go find a new like shell. the dragon wall. Is that what it's called? The dragon I don't know. Wall? We'll call we'll, it that. We'll call it that. It's you, got the dragon scrawl on I it. I want to say that was at least something similar. Looking to that came with the Skyrim. Uh, that was there. Well, it was an Alduin statue, bonus. right? Was it? I think it was an Alduin Maybe statue. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. But either way, I mean, that's yeah. I kind of regret because it, it looks. I saw it in someone's home, and I was, I was like, like, "Damn, oh. I wish I had that." Yeah. So now I'm kind of leaning maybe toward doing more of that for. But that's the game. Yeah, exactly. In another four years when we get Elder Scrolls 6. Yeah, exactly. Um, so speaking of that, I guess the the next part of this discussion would be what game, if announced today, would you consider pre-ordering or buying on release day? That's ah. that's not been announced, obviously. So what's your what's your fantasy get? There's a couple out there that I think are obvious answers. Mm-hmm. Half-Life 3. You'd pre-order that? Um, I would. Okay, but here's the thing: I don't, I don't think Half Life Three is ever going to happen, and I don't think if it, I think if it did happen, it, it, no one cares at this point. Yeah, it's sort of like the Bigfoot. Everyone's like, "Ooh, is it out there? Is it out there? Is it out there?" But if someone found it, it'd be like, mm. "Yeah, it okay. smells." Yeah, whatever. It's old and hairy. <laughs> it's old and hairy. <laughs> yeah. Um, like as far as big, I don't know. That's the thing. Yeah, with with Half Life Three, I would do it just be a part of the movement, just because it would be such, uh, you know, yeah, such a big deal among gamers, gamerdom. Yeah, I mean, pretty much any Valve game that has a 3 in it, I would probably be like, okay. Or any new Valve game. It's been, what, since 2012 since they've actually released a game? I mean, if, unless you're not counting Dota. which it wasn't. I don't, I don't okay. Wasn't yeah, you shouldn't. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I think that 
Yeah, it's been it's been too long. They need to they need to get on with it with Portal or or you know Left, Left 4 Dead. Dead or something. Just, yeah, just do it. I don't know. I think they might have been they might be done with games and they're moving toward hardware. That's yeah, it could be. I mean, they make enough. They're fine. Yeah, they're fine. Unfortunately, um, they're right. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know if there is like a a a golden unicorn farting rainbows that I would. I mean, even jump if, on. if you think back to your your old old days of gaming, if they were going to reboot something does even that get you excited I, I that's too, dangerous I, yeah i've been too burnt on these reboots that's a dangerous thing yeah it's like the golden axe reboot it was like oh, the golden <laughs> axe back and i was like this is awful yeah how good that could so it possibly awful. be but i just had such good memories of golden axe, right you know even though it's a terrible game yeah um yeah i don't know maybe, I, maybe like a really cool okay here we go here, oh, here okay. we go i got one wwe 2k17 yeah with a signed Mr. Sacco from McFoley. I would pre-order that. You would just for that... Just for that. Extremely specific bit of game... Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, everybody's got their thing. <laughs> I I uh, would... If it were even... An, it, it's such a... It's not a small company, but they... I would pre-order the shit out of, out of this. But uh, Level 5 made a game several years ago. Mm. They made two of them. Dark Cloud. Right. And... That's the golden goose. This right was there. my shoehorn to just talk about Dark Cloud for a little bit. <laughs> okay, uh, go for it. It was a, uh, a kind of a Japanese style RPG, very similar. It was almost a direct ripoff of the Zelda series for PlayStation. And Level Five, they're the ones that make um, Professor Layton and Yokai, and they make Professor Layton. Mm, yeah, they, yeah, make they Professor do. Layton. And Yokai Watch. Yokai Watch. And, and they also that. there's a they made a. Fantasy Life for 3DS, which, yeah. is, which is really good. Yeah, so they they make the they're in Nintendo's back pocket, and they make a lot of stuff for. Um, well, they, they used to make a lot of PlayStation stuff too, and they made Dark Cloud, which was fantastic game, and it again very Zelda esque. You had your character actually even looked like Zelda, right? Ran around with a sword. You made friends. They all had these separate powers, and you rebuild towns. You dungeon crawl, just addictive and fun. They made a second one that was cell shaded, extremely beautiful. It was mm-hmm. a little bit of a departure in terms of story. It was an extremely Japanese story, so I didn't like understand half of it. it was I a got lot a feeling of, that that was one that they were just like, "All right, the first one did good in North America. Let's just translate and ship yeah. to the Western audience." Yeah, and I mean it was still good, and it's actually a white whale in my collection. I had it, and then I sold it, and now it's worth like ninety to a hundred bucks. Ugh. And I've been looking for it, and I haven't found it since. Um, but if Dark Cloud Three and there is a subreddit of nine of us who just clamoring for it. And if you boys are out there or girls, uh, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I'm the voice leading the charge. I have bring it back. I have contacted level fives, uh, website contact me lines several times. They have not replied mm. to my, mm-hmm. to me begging for just any information regarding dark clock. Now they, there was a, uh, a, a registry for a dark. Now it was called Dark Chronicle in Japan, and um, I think they renewed that license or copyright or whatever, mm. which got me excited. Think maybe somebody in the, in an office somewhere was thinking we might want to get this just in case we continue Wanna this forward. Yeah. yeah, but it might just be to protect themselves from somebody else doing it. Right. So I'm sad, and I don't know. But if that, I mean, if that were ever announced, like at an E3 or a Tokyo's Game Show, or just like in a back parking lot somewhere beside like a Domino's in Albuquerque, I would pre-order that shit. Yeah, from whoever has it, I want it. That's fair. That's fair. It could be bad, and I will justify how good it is. Yeah. 
I would. That's cool. You can just be re- reissued Pac-Man, just the Atari Pac-Man. <laughs> just put Dark Cloud 3 on it. Be like, guys, it's but it's still good. It's as good as the original Dark Cloud. And you'd be like, okay. Because I just want it so bad. I played the original Dark Cloud. I don't remember playing it much, but I remember owning it. It was the one with the, like a purple cover, right? Yeah, I had some purple clouds going on in the background to do with a little green hat. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I played it. I don't remember much about it. Yeah. I fun. think that was like one of my experimental phases in gaming. I was like, I'm only playing Twisted Metal. Let me play something else. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. solid. Yeah. So actually, I, I bought it on a... I, my, my parents and I, we'd gone on a small vacation. Mm-hmm. And we went to a place that wasn't fun. And it was like an old person's place. Like It was just like a body of water and like no electricity. Well, there was electricity, obviously. Mm-hmm. But there was like nothing else for a kid like me to do. Sure. And I had no brothers and sisters. So I was by myself, and I was like, Dad, can I buy a game? And so we went to uh, the local whatever. Maxway. I want to say I bought the game at like a Kroger, like a grocery store. That's awesome. Yeah. And it might have been the, the day and age of maybe they sold games and stuff like that. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that either. But it was at, I'm pretty sure it was at a grocery store, and I, I picked it up. And, uh, man, I didn't know what I was getting into, and it was solid. So, And I've loved it ever since. So that's that's my my thing. I that's your that. golden goose. I would re- release day the hell out of that for sure for mm. shizzle. Mm. Yeah, it's, there's just not much out there for me like that. Truly. Yeah, I mean a lot of it. Uh, a new IP game I would probably not do just because right. it's such a gamble. Right. It is. And I'd have to show a lot of promise. Now there, there's a few that I probably will buy on release day. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not like there's hype behind it. If you know what I mean. Okay. Uh, like No Man's Sky. Yeah. I'll probably get that release day. Yeah. But. It's probably also, it, it's not, I don't know, I don't I don't put it in that category that you're talking about for some reason. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if that is right or wrong, but I just don't. There's a different level of excitement. Yeah. It, it's honestly, it's a lot of curiosity on my yeah. part, more so than hype. That's a game I won't get on release day because I want to see what other people are saying about it. Mm-hmm. But I, I I think I do a pretty good job, Mad Max being a good example of me not listening to what people say about it. I just kind right. of want to see it for myself, see, see what the reaction is. That's always my take on things. Cool. No, that pretty much is the show. We fall, we fell out, and uh, we blopsed a little bit. We did. We gushed over what we, what our fantasy game is. We finished some games. I finished Assassin's Creed Four. That's saying, yeah, that's good. that's big for me. That is huge. That's that is big. Huge. Yeah, cool. Well, I'll thank everybody for listening again. You can follow us on stuff. We are on Twitter at Polykill. That's P O L Y K I L L. Individually, I am at Trav Plays Games. He is at the McAxel. On Facebook, you can find us at facebook.com forward slash Podcast. Like us on iTunes. Tell your friends about us. Tell your grandmother about us. I think we're pretty grandmother friendly on here. We are not. <laughs> <laughs> and also on howlongtobeat.com where we track all of our backlogs. They don't give us any money to say that, but maybe they should. Maybe they should. Trev17 for me. He is Mick Axel. Exactly. And ladies and gentlemen, keep your eyes peeled to the YouTubes because soon we're going to be there. Yeah, we're going to do shirtless rock band four probably, and pantsless let's plays. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. All right. Thanks for listening. <laughs>